This is TV Podcast Industries, and you're listening to The Bad Batch, Episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth. Brothers, what are we doing? We came here to free Ryloth from Separatist control, and we succeeded. But look around you. We're now being ordered to target the very people we swore to protect. And I will not be a part of it any longer. Who will stand with me? Welcome back, fellow troopers. This is TV Podcast Industries, and this time we're talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. And rounding out uh, the group in this galaxy, I am your third and final host, John. Thank Welcome. You, boys, welcome back. I say, I'm welcoming myself back. Really. Yeah. It's like I disappear for a whole week, and you podcast without me. Ugh. Well, ah. the world goes on without you, Chris. When you, when you decide to take holidays, TV Podcast Industries does three episodes in one week. <laughs> we did The Bad Batch, we did Loki, we did uh, Black Widow, finished up Loki this week as well, um, which yeah. you were back for, of course, uh, saying goodbye to one show, but still have The Bad Batch each week for the next uh, month, I think, uh, another four episodes after this episode. So um, it's it's this this will be the only podcast really that we're doing we have one wrap-up of loki actually to come don't we so uh but this will be the only podcast that we're doing for at least a couple of weeks um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're, you're saying that right now and john is slowly yeah. just eyes twitching going more 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 <laughs> well that's it I, i'm waiting for the apocalyptic scenario when loads of the the season three suddenly come into this like massive marvel <laughs> schedule like mm-hmm. the boys or the umbrella academy yeah uh, and it's just going to be like uh, what day, uh, What are we doing today? <laughs> podcasting. What are we not doing? Exactly. Uh, eating? Sleeping? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yep. We'll be recording whilst we're sort of going into work if we ever get back. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to TV Podcast Industries when I'm on a bus and everyone's mm-hmm. looking at me. <laughs> hey, I've exactly. heard it. I've heard people do uh, do reviews of movies while sitting in the reception area or in their cars in the parking lot after watching the movie. You know, I've heard I've heard every type of podcast that's out there. So uh, we don't have to sacrifice any TV shows because things are happening at the same time. We will always do our best to cover everything that we every second season of everything that we've covered already. Uh, I think is, is probably our commitment, right? Exactly. That is our commitment. And to make sure that you, our fellow troopers, do not miss out on any of those podcasts, make sure you head on over to tvpodcastindustries.com where you can catch each and every podcast and episodes that we do. It's all there. It's in your feeds. You can grab it away and subscribe, like, share, all that. Hit that bell. I don't know. You know what to do. You've been listening <laughs> to us for a while. I completely misheard can- that, Chris. I thought it was subscribe, like, share, like, you know, love after love kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Live, die, repeat. Tom Cruise's best film. Yeah, great film. Ooh, controversial. Uh, additionally, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TV podcast industries where for an intergalactic credit, you can support us and what we do and help keep the lights on the hamsters running in the wheel. And also our illustrious editor, producer, extraordinaire Derek in caffeine because he is whiling away the hours editing as Basically, what you hear into something cohesive and non-rambly, because this is probably my 10th take, just putting that out there. <laughs> you say rambly, Chris, but nobody's ever heard you ramble in this podcast. Exactly. I, I sound ever. so amazingly <laughs> produced. 
You can also head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI if you just want to buy him a one-off coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into our spoiler-filled review, fellow troopers, a little bit of news, a little bit of shout-out um, to uh, our... I guess we could say when we were back in the Marvel Netflix days, our resident musician who Mm -hmm. did our opening credits for the podcast on Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and I'm Fist. He also provided um, our Gotham soundtrack um, from season two onwards. But uh, a shout out to uh, our mate, uh, Mississippi Mm -hmm. MacDonald. Big congratulations to him because he's just signed to APM Records. Um, delivering soul and blues if that is your thing then please uh check out mississippi mcdonald yeah absolutely uh great great news really fantastic uh i'm really pleased for him he he just provided some really good little introductory tunes for us on those podcasts uh like i think there was the chain element in luke cage mm-hmm. there was the train element in iron fist so uh really nice stuff to yeah. to help us introduce the podcast um back back in the marvel netflix days yeah. so uh great news for oliver and uh we're delighted for him absolutely we are yeah and uh now we know why he hasn't been able to do uh, our theme tunes for the last couple of <laughs> seasons of the shows that we do because we crank out the shows uh much quicker than he could crank out the theme tunes i think to be honest we used to have time we used to give him like a month to come up with theme tunes we can't do that now uh so uh but really really proud of uh of mr mcdonald that's a, a big achievement uh and he's a really good musician we've seen him live quite a few times as well and he's a very good friend so uh very very proud of him well done all yeah well he's been doing gigging and he has been doing albums as well so yeah a lot um a lot of stuff uh in his intray so uh mm-hmm. yeah great stuff but uh with that congratulatory uh moment let us get into our spoiler filled review of episode 12 rescue on ryloth derek would you like to provide some galactic episodic details please well, we know we have a great team behind the Bad Batch, and this time we have the executive producers, Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. Uh, Jennifer Corbett, one of those executive producers, writing the episode, uh, the second of kind of the two-part arc uh, that we've seen in the show on Ryloth. Uh, this episode was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. Uh, Nathaniel's uh, directed, I think, three episodes so far of Bad Batch. So uh, so this is the team that we have. They will uh, rotate in and out each week, but great to see the showrunner uh, of the show getting quite a big episode here and the second part to close out this story on Ryloth. Uh, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode? Sure. Hera Syndulla is on the run on Ryloth. With her parents, Cham and Eleni, out of the way on charges of attempted assassination, Vice Admiral Rampart tightens the Empire's grip on the planet, rounding up the Twilight insurgents. But his orders to round up peaceful citizens do not sit well with Captain Hauser or with other clones under his command. At an old base of Cham Sandula, his daughter, with help from Chopper, sends a distress signal to the Havoc Marauder to bring the Bad Batch to Ryloth. As they weigh up their plan of attack to rescue Hera's parents from their prison, an Imperial probe droid alerts Crosshair to their arrival. Despite reservations about the mission, Hunter focuses Tech, Rekka, Amiga, Hera and Chopper to attack the Imperial refinery to draw the Imperial forces away from the capital as Echo and him go after Cham and Eleni. At the refinery, Plan A fails as Chopper is detected and is unable to deactivate the perimeter cannons. 
Amiga and Hera enact a spur-of-the-moment Plan B, using a transport ship to destroy the cannons, allowing Tech and Wrecker to attack the refinery in the Havoc Marauder. Their distraction mission a success, Imperial troopers are redeployed from the Ryloth capital to the refinery, allowing Hunter and Echo to sneak into the prison and free Cham and Alini. But understanding the Bad Batch methods and strategy, Crosshair is suspicious and sets a trap to capture them. The group is warned by Captain Hauser, who does not believe in his orders, allowing Hunter, Echo and Hera's family to escape. Hauser and the traitorous clone troopers who disobeyed their orders are arrested, and underestimating the Bad Batch, Vice Admiral Rampart grants Crosser his request to hunt them down. We are in the end game now, <laughs> gentlemen. Welcome to the final trilogy of the Bad Batch arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just saying uh, for our listeners, just before we started recording, this very much felt like the end of the third arc of this season, mm-hmm. um, where we, the first one was the formation, the second one was very much the, the growth of Omega, cementing her as as a member of the Bad Batch, and now this is the third and final arc. This is setting the sights on, or well, sorry, I should say we are moving into the final arc, where it is Crosshair versus the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. He has been given the go-ahead we are seeing the the descent in the ranks of the clone troopers. Mm-hmm. It is all coming to a head. I really wish you could have gotten setting the sights and crosshair in into your uh, explanation there, Chris. <laughs> <Is that laughs> <what it laughs> so well, almost had it. Almost had it. Yeah. Almost there. <laughs> uh, can I ask a question before we go into our blaster points uh, for this episode? There's a moment in here, and we've got it in the synopsis as well, um, where Vice Admiral Rampart tells the public of Ryloth that. Um, the governor who was shot in the head last week by Crosshair is alive and will make a full recovery. Uh, can I just say in, in my head right now, because we haven't seen anything, he's is he making that up? Because yes. there was a full headshot last week. Is he just going, yeah, he's in the back there. He'll be grand um, yeah. and he's dead. Or are they saying on this kid's show that he didn't die, that Crosshair is that good of a shot that he missed the entire brain <laughs> and didn't yeah. kill him? Is that what happened? No, he's what dead. He he's must very be much. Okay. He is much like the dead parrot in Monty Python <laughs> or the uh, Black Knight in the Holy Grail. He's just dead. He is dead. Yeah. He is no more. He, yeah. he, he does not have a flesh wound. He's just gone. He and, but he's to be. Okay. Yeah, he's yes. rolled out, um, sort of <laughs> pushing up the daisies and um, preserved just when he's needed to. Okay, yeah. okay, Grant. I I took it very much because I, I I did a double take on that mm-hmm. scene as well, and I was like, huh, oh, it, it's that kind of. My assumption is it's going to be. Oh, he was recovering. Oh no, the terrible rebels have killed him. Right. Ah, yeah. you must go after them now. Yeah. Poor, like, very, again, from a kid's show, there's definitely this sub-layer of political oh, yeah. fascism regime building yeah, that we've talked about since the beginning, which is the interesting part of how the Empire got its hooks in and became the Empire we know in 30 years' time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, absolutely interesting. 
but you're um, you're estimating that former governor Orn Frita is going to be weekend at Bernie's at two, basically <laughs> on strings, just, yeah, intergalactic and then, strings, and then he'll fall off a building and they go, "Oh, he tripped! Oh wow!" Yeah, <laughs> okay, grand. I uh, just wanted to check that with you guys. I know we all noticed it. I'm sure when we saw the episode, and it, because we specifically said we saw the headshot uh, last week. So. And I think you know, like you said, it's it's Rampart keeping the lie that he's alive yeah. because he's effectively rounding people up. This whole thing that's going on with that coup effectively mm-hmm. so uh but i i think we can get on to that in our blaster point one mm-hmm. the bad batch come to the aid of hera um which is was really good i love this i like the fact that omega's connection with her kind of paid off I like the surprise of Hunter, who was like, what, you gave her her com details, um, which I thought was quite good. And uh, I think just, you know, putting uh, the Bad Batch in in this position of, I I get, you know, like the A-team coming to the rescue Mm -hmm. um, and to, to, to save Hera, but also her family. And just what happens as a result of that, I think is really good as well, because... You see Hunter really kind of going, you know, this is a military occupation happening on this planet. Um, it, it really does um, give that military weight to what Rampart is doing. Um, and it's kind of like, whatever about the other things, there's just way too many troops on this planet at the moment. Um, you know, and, and I like the fact that you see them sort of planning it out checking the strategy Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff and ultimately having i i guess omega laying down a bit of truth to hunter you know that like they're ready to kind of back out of it really and i guess almost leave hera to um to herself and not our fight and it's too difficult we're gone yeah it's omega's really grown on me and i think here it's she's she steps up to to challenge hunter and to say you know this is what soldiers do they save oh, people yes. um you are here to help um and you can't just back out because um you know you think it's overwhelming odds do it stealthily use use your your skills yeah. your methods you know you are an elite part of the clone troopers um yep. in in effect your novel um and you need to help Hera uh, to save her family because yeah. it's you know it's her mum and dad but it's also her uncle in yep. there and I, I i really like that absolutely um, i think it's important you know the the comparative here you know the other line we've heard about soldiers throughout this se- series is the good soldiers follow orders we've heard that before said multiple times and Hera here is saying to the team that's not what soldiers do to real people in the street, you're trained to lay down your life to help save other people. That's why you're a soldier. You're not a soldier just to follow blindly the orders that have been given to you by your command, because that's what leads you down the bad paths like the Nazis did, effectively, <laughs> and what's happening to the clone troopers at the moment. They're now, because of Order 66, they're now in a situation where they are taking brand new orders, which are starting to get worse and worse and worse. And this idea of good soldiers follow orders means they're going to be doing things they don't agree with effectively. So since the Bad Batch are free and can make choices as to what they do, they should be following what good soldiers should be doing, which is saving people that are unable to save themselves. So I love that little bit that's in there with here. I think that's a that's a, a great moment. And yes, of course, Hunter says, let's go. Let's go try this out. 
Yeah, it is really good. I also do like Omega's conversation with with Hera, and um, because you know, I, I guess Hera is a little put out <laughs> by Hunter's suggestion. Um, but, you know, Omega is like, you know, they're my brothers. They're her family as much as with her as family. Mm-hmm. And there's a nice little connection there, you know, that this, this bro batch, um, is the, um, sort of ultimately come together to, to utilize their skills mm-hmm. in order to put out the plan that they go with on, on the distraction uh, at the refinery. So yeah, uh, yeah this was, this was really good, but yeah, I, I couldn't imagine being here at, like going, you what? Say what? You're, you're <laughs> Say that just, again? You're going to leave me behind or take me off planet, <laughs> away from my home planet? That's that's the choices here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Chris? I know you had, we haven't really talked about the first episode, but this is kind of obviously leading off uh, the back of part one, and you hadn't met here uh, the last time we spoke. So what did you think of uh, of, of this stuff that's going on in Ryloth? I, I enjoyed the the background. The I enjoyed the political machinations and the, the kind of that storyline. Um, and it was fun to see like this is a rebel who essentially fought to free his people with the clone army, and now the clone army is slowly taking over, and he's conflicted. Yeah. I like Rila. It's a child wide-eyed innocence mm. when she looks at like flying her plane and or flying in general and the, and beyond that and how that kind of I was say flying her plane but flying her starship I should say through the air um but it and it's fun it's good to see I nearly slapped Omega if I could have when she like that's giving it's, it's kind of like the it's like Robin giving out the, the, the direct line for the Batcave. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you're like, you what? It's okay, we're heroes. Like, yeah, but... <laughs> we can what? still die. It, it's <laughs> kind of like, okay. Right. I, anyway, so I think that the, we're hoping it plays off. It's fine now. It's fun. It, it, it It's played in that fun sense, but yeah. there are elements... I, every now and again, I'm so deep into it and it's talking about something that I'm probably on a level above what a usual kid will see during while watching this. I'm like, there is just a very childlike innocence to one of the story beats. And I'm like, you what? Okay, okay. Remember, come back, Chris, come back. This is everyone's Star Wars, but also this is slightly younger. Every, everyone needs to enjoy this. So they can't court martial her for, uh, essentially giving out the bat line. Oh, yeah. Uh, although. Although in 1960s Batman, it, it was a literal Batline phone. Exactly. What what would be the point of having a phone number if nobody has it? How would anybody get in contact? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I kind of think you know I like the joke that you made earlier on, John, that these are like the Galactic A Team uh, that you know they'll leave numbers behind with trusted people if they ever need help. Call in the bad batch, you know. So uh, so yes, that, you know she's probably just left a number behind, thinking it would never be used. Gets used about. 45 minutes after the first <laughs> yeah. So, uh, very lucky, because they may have been the other side of, of the galaxy. But know? that's it. I thought, uh, I just thought it was really cool them arriving in, in the Havoc Marauder. And I think yeah. that whole, uh, what the, the, the former base as well, I thought was really good. And I, I think that base was in Rebels as well. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced uh, just that set into the rock, you know, like mm-hmm. Petra and Jordan. Um, 
So I, I kind of thought that, that was familiar. Um, I haven't checked now whether it actually was, but um, well, we we know the planet was on was in Clone Wars certainly before, but yeah. um, but it is her it is Hera's home planet, a main character from Rebels. So uh, entirely possible that she visited her home planet at some point in the five. Seasons. Perfect. So that's what I was going to very quickly ask because so is there a connection in Clone Wars or thing? So Hera is from Rebels. Yeah. I'm assuming more grown up. Here, yes. here is the pilot uh, of their ship in Rebels. Uh, she's the pilot okay, the so we're getting a bit of her origin story. Yeah, the ghost, in this. isn't yes. it? The ghost, the, ghost, the, yeah. the ship. Yeah, Ad Chopper is their onboard mech, their onboard droid uh, throughout all of their adventures. So uh, does he get grumpier? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, okay, yes. fun. Yeah. Uh, cool. This I I'm gonna say this, and uh, I know some of our fellow troopers will be so happy to hear. I am going to watch Rebels. Yes. Yeah. We got you. This is slowly, this is slowly getting me. I, I don't know if I can do Clone Wars because I know that's like a seven season investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rebels is what, two? <laughs> if I'm don't know, it's four, I think. Oh God. Three or four. And I, I, as long as you get past season one, yeah. I think you'll be fine. Okay. Okay. I can watch season one on like speed 1.25. Yep. Hey. But no, I mean, excellent. That is great news. Yeah. That is great news. But speaking of Chopper, let's talk more about the actual, the, the end of Blast Point 1, the actual freedom, the, the plans, the distractions. Mm. Uh, because, well, one, I didn't know Astromex could fly that high. Oh, yes. Yes. This is uh, very similar to R2-D2's abilities, uh, at least in the prequel trilogy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have, he lo- he yeah. loses it by Dagobah. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd say he's just full of sand uh, by the time he gets to Dagobah, so he can, he can no longer fly. But yeah, we've had uh, we've had uh, droids with, um, with the full... Or snow. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have any snow either. Maybe snow inside. Uh, water doesn't do well with, with droids. Uh, but no, we have Chopper going off on his mission on his own. Um, I love that he has uh, another... Uh, um, device that R2-D2 uses very often uh, in the Star Wars trilogy, which is the ability to electrocute around him. <laughs> Chopper seems to use pretty willy-nilly. He uh, really because does. I love that inst- inst- instant moment. And again, Chris, I know you don't know the character of Chopper, but uh, that first moment when he goes in, he has his plan, he's going to go in and use the computer in order to to shut down the uh, the cannons, and there's a droid already at it, so he, he electrocutes him and just pushes him straight out of the way. <laughs> it's like the little grumpy noises from Chopper going, oh, he's in my way kind of thing. That's it. It's um, even his impatience when mm-hmm. he's gotten in and he's following behind the other three astromech droids and it's like you see him looking out because yeah. it's, well, hurry up, guys. Yeah. I need to get to the console <laughs> and do my thing. Exactly. Like he gets very impatient. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, but he... He does fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also fails. Yeah. Um, but he gets to electrocute two more clone troopers. Which, <laughs> yeah, you know. later on, exactly. <laughs> um, which brings about... I do like this, uh, seeing Hera use um, her, her flying skills. Mm-hmm. Um, because in Rebels, she is such a good um, pilot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's still tentative that she that you know when she's trying but ultimately to take out the cannons they they take one of the yeah. transporter ships the armed transporter ships and mm-hmm. um, i still don't quite know what they're mining but anyway and yeah. um, that that's that's something that i'm something like big it's a refinery i know big. i was I know. gonna say the lithium crystals but that's star trek that is star trek, yeah. yes yes um Ky- kyber crystals kyber crystals but they don't have very many uh very many jedi in uh in the empire so um, but kyber crystals are really, really worth a lot of money. Maybe they're doing that. Uh, but you say she's t- tentatively <laughs> able to fly the uh, 
the uh, ship. She does crash and take out the other transport ship yeah, right she beside does. her. And not she takes out multiple either. and people as well. Oh, that that is a great yeah. moment where you, I, I love that effectively this is supposed to be a distraction. So it actually doesn't matter how badly she flies here <laughs> because she's scaring people and everybody's realizing that there's this, uh, this big ruse going on or this big attack going on which actually plays into the fact this is supposed to be a distraction so it works really well to have a, someone that's just learning how to fly and crashing into everything around them uh, because it gets the attention really quick right yeah definitely it, it, it does <laughs> i i don't know why but i just found it i find it so i found it so hilarious and i don't know what a what other pop culture elements it's from but it just reminded me of something i can't i I will put my finger on it it's just the the landing and the the landing and takeoff are the hardest parts that is from something Mm -hmm. and i just don't know what and they literally that hover up and then smash into something part is something from something too it is an homage if you want to call it that okay and i'm I'm sure one of them will you're, tell us maybe you're probably thinking of airplane chris uh which was i think so uh, i think yeah. i actually yeah. which was a comedy movie and it was uh, pretty easy to fly it in the air it's just landing is the problem <laughs> but we did hear that last week as well from her uncle uh hira has been on regular trips with him learning how to pilot uh spacecraft but He's never allowed her to land before, and he never allows her to take off because those are the most difficult parts of uh, of flying. But this time, with with Hira just pushing her, going, "What? Are you, what's the problem? You want to fly? Get in the ship and fly." Then, you know, with no help at all from Omega, who's spent so much time in the Havoc Marauder learning how the ship works and everything, he didn't even go. You know, that's the button there that you press to take off. It was like, get in the front. Take off and fly. You said you can fly, you just do it. <laughs> I did love that in the last episode, and I'm pulling in the last episode, I know our mm-hmm. troopers already listened, and they already heard your thoughts, but I did love in that last episode where it's like, uh, she's not allowed to even touch the controls until she knows the, the systems inside out backwards yeah. and recite them. And I'm like... I want to know what level you're at. Right. Like, have you, have you got like 95% and it's just like, you've got cue card. Like, I can just see as they travel, like, Wrecker's got some flashcards. Mm. And it's just like, just like testing her. What's this? I don't know. Do you know, like, you know, it might be me, but I think that might be Tech's way of saying, mm, that'll keep her occupied for a few years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't have to do anything more until she learns every page of the book. Nobody knows every page of the book. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she'll, she'll be, she'll be kept, um, just learning every, every word for a few more years. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a good distraction plan. Yeah. It works, it works really well. Um, it does exactly what it, what it's supposed to do. And we have, um, Wrecker and, uh, and Tech as well. Um, flying in and taking out, uh, just doing maximum damage. You love that, that great call out from, uh, from Omega to Wrecker going destroy things, basically. <laughs> so, uh, Wrecker really enjoying himself. Oh, there. yeah. He loved mm-hmm. that. Um, and it's also, yeah, it does the distraction, but slightly earlier when they're kind <laughs> of just doing a recce, um, and scanning the, the place that they need to mm-hmm. get into. Uh, they are caught by, I mean, they, they do manage to take it down, but one of the probe droids, um, and so that they don't have the element of surprise, basically. Yeah. Uh, and despite the distraction working, you've got all the troopers starting to head off. You see, you know, the hers on cross hers, uh, you know, back of his neck, uh, certainly 
he senses yes. something. Like uh, that, that sixth sense, um, really is beginning to, to work because yeah. he knows how they operate. He knows yeah. what they do yeah. and he, he can sense what the actual plan is. Yeah. I do think all the hairs on the back of his neck have burnt off. Probably. Uh, Certainly <laughs> have to ha- get in a starship uh, engine in his face. I think so. I think um, so. <laughs> to be honest, that is some survival, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. But I do like, I do like, um, this. We, we kind of talked about earlier on the season. We knew this was coming. It's not like it's, it's unexpected that Crosshair and the Bad Batch would, would cross paths, uh, in the future. But I do like that he is so aware of how they would do this if they were tasked with freeing somebody and there's a garrison of, uh, of troopers around. Well, this sounds like a plan that the batch would do. Why should we send 20 ships over there to take care of that when we can just leave one behind here and we can take out uh, the batch? Because yep. I know this is their tactics. And that's a that's a really good use of the character in the, in the ship. I, th- I can see where they're going. It's going to also lead to the point of that they'll have to use Omega's plans because that is the one element omega is very much the x factor and yeah. i don't mean uh the the actual uh british tv show or the uh x-men x gene uh in this i just mean the unknown the exactly. the, the crosshair does not know what she does not know her tactics and again her tactics are very much their tactics but mashed together if you want to go no i don't think so i think there there is a, a tactical genius in there i think that's the reason why we saw her play Jarek a couple of oh, episodes true, ago true, and showing true, yes. her, ta- her tactical abilities were beating were allowing her to beat everybody around and then that episode ended with hunter telling her she would always be allowed on every mission if she beat him at Jarek. and here she is out on missions true. with them again so uh, yeah i think that's i think that's part of it that uh that kind of idea that we that she is the tactical genius that they may have to rely on we have her here leading the plan uh hunter specifically says it you take point you've you've come up with the idea you tell us what we're doing uh and that's what they do this time so um you're right crosshair doesn't know anything about her plans true yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's gonna be the fun part that would be really interesting to just to see yeah crosshair up against uh, Omega for sure, mm-hmm. um, but not I, on a one-on-one fight. Not on a one-on-one. Omega's go down that way. Tactically, <laughs> she'd win. Tactically, yes. yeah. But even just but every other way, she may not. Yeah, but even just that, you know, Crosser's normally the guy who's asked to get up up high with his sniper rifle mm-hmm. and survey tactically survey what they're going into. Yeah. So I, I guess he's pretty. Um, He's got a pretty tactical head on him as well. Uh, plus, he squints a lot, which means he's thinking <laughs> hard, I guess. Uh, ruminating quite a lot. Or he's blind. <laughs> well, after, uh, yeah, after an ion engine being uh, ignited yes, in his face. He just I, sees I'm, blurs. I'm it? surprised he has any eyes at all. Oh, wow, he's still a great shot, if that's the case. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think... Coming to Blaster Point 2, which is about Captain Hauser going against his orders, and mm-hmm. um, this is all kind of prefaced with the fact that the plan does work here that uh, Omega has come up with. They have gotten her parents out, uh, but there's two things here. Firstly, Crosshair's knowledge means that he's laying a trap for them, and then Captain Hauser... And this is the really interesting thing, because what we see here is a growing dissent or uneasiness with at least the higher command of the clones to at least at the start of this episode were, you know, he talks about 
why are we rounding up peaceful citizens? You know, Rampart is, is selling it to, um, you know, he's trying to sell, you know, Christmas trees, I guess, to the Scandinavians or whatever it is, or sand to the Arabs or snow to Eskimos. You know, he, he's basically saying, they're rounding up insurgents, but he's going in and he's rounding up, as Hauser uh, clarifies, um, peaceful citizens, yeah. people yeah. that used to be our allies, which we have been tasked with protecting. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're treating them like criminals. We're stripping them of their their rights. You know, this is the consolidation of the empire. Yeah. This is them taking absolute control. Yeah. Um, with and with the military but also with the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hauser is very uncomfortable with this. Absolutely. He challenges Rampart on this. And he did challenge him last week as well. There, yeah. were, there were moments in the previous episode where Hauser was concerned about this because he worked on this planet. He worked with Syndulla yeah. um, during, the, during the, their times battling back um, against the occup- occupation. Um, and now he's effectively supporting somebody that's putting everybody in prison. You know, the, the thing with Rampart is he's saying, I'm putting the supporters of Syndulla in uh, into prison and the challenge from uh, Hauser saying um, you're going to start an insurgency here effectively everybody else on the planet is going to turn on you if you keep putting them in in, uh, in prison and the response from Rampart is well we'll put them in prison too we'll capture all of them as well so he's just going to mow over anybody in his way and it's yeah. nothing to do with it being about uh, about Sindula's supporters or anything Sindula's done wrong he's literally willing to just take out anybody in his way and that's not what Captain Hauser is about that's not what the clown troopers are about which in itself is the interesting point isn't it because you know we we know of the order 66 that happened we know the changeover of the clown troopers from uh, from the Republic to the Empire, effectively. And then, really, between then and maybe Rogue One and a bit onwards after that, we didn't, we don't really see anything of the clone troopers. We've seen all the clone wars with them being on the side of the Republic. So what we're seeing here is there are dissenters within the clone troops. The Order 66 wasn't an order that said, now from now on, obey every single order that you're, that you're, uh, you're given. It does give them free will. It does give them the ability to choose in their minds, what they follow and what they don't follow. Yeah. Um, Crosshair is the exception to that because Crosshair has had that extra tweak to his uh, his obedience chip, basically, to make him even more obedient to everything that's going on. But we will see troop troopers, we will see former clone troopers who will question orders, effectively. Well, I think that was the interesting thing is, you know, we see other clone troopers mm-hmm. effectively backing Hauser, um, you know, where he says, we can't be going after them. Not all of them, yeah. but some of them. And I, I think, you know, I mean, even just before, we, we've we seen with Rex um, and with Captain Rex, yeah. we've seen in the Clone Wars, you know, uh, troopers have have questioned it, yeah. even Order 66, or have tried to resist that. Yeah. But these are troopers that have, that Order 66 has worked for them. They've followed that order, which was to go up and take out the Jedi, effectively. Um, but now, after that order, there are more orders coming, and there are, they can question those. So this confused the hell out of me. Okay. I'm just being brutally honest, yeah. because I thought it the inhibitor chip... It is called the inhibitor chip, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Yeah. I thought that did essentially make them follow orders, whatever the order. And that's why And it was the problematic 
elements of the chips with the Bad Batch and some of the others uh, was that I noticed that was what allowed them not to follow the orders and what Absolutely. allowed Rex and Kosh and all the others yeah. who had to get it removed. This is te- makes me question is, are the original chips degrading? Are they just, is it, was it a one and done mm. in that you must follow Order 66 and some of the smaller relating orders, but now things are further and further away from Order 66. Yeah. Now we're on Order 99. <laughs> you're less, you're, you don't have to, you're going to have some descent. And then over time, this descent just grows and grows and grows. I don't think it's built into the chip that they don't have to follow orders. I think what we're seeing here is that there are some orders, depending on their own experience, that they may question. Um, and these are people that fought on this planet to protect the people here and are being told the same people they fought yeah. alongside. And remember, Hauser was right there when the shot happened, so he knows 100% that Sindula did not attempt to kill the uh, the former governor uh, of the of the planet. He, he knows that didn't happen. And he's being told to round up normal citizens based on that and put them in prison. And he knows all of this is wrong and is now questioning it. So this it's slightly different, I suppose. And that's probably what we're getting out of it. So will this be one of the things that put the clones on the path to destruction before they're replaced with stormtroopers which we know is coming as well yeah i think it could be and i think as well these clone troopers it is more of the clone wars clone troopers i mm-hmm. mean in the uh, uh prequels you don't really have that point of reference in the clone they're just the mass of troops yeah. attacking whether it's flying bugs or whatever or droids and so on they're compliant roger, roger. You know, yeah. they are compliant and you yeah. can see them with Order 66 in that. Um, but in Clone Wars, you know, they question the Jedi. They question things. They have an element of free will with that chip. It's not a mind control okay. chip. I think it's more, yeah, that's the thing. You know, is it something that is switched on for specific orders that it's programmed in? Um, but also, I think the point of it possibly degrading as well. You know, there's this talk of, um, like the genetics degrading that they, yeah, and, and so on. So maybe, maybe. The, there's something around that. But I think the chip in itself doesn't mean that they're blind to orders because in the Clone Wars, they aren't, I mean, yes, they're full frontal in, you know, with the attacks and all that, but, the, and certainly the captains, they follow orders, but they also question the likes of Obi-Wan and Anakin. And I think their men follow the orders of their captain. So I, I just think it's very, I almost feel that they have a loyalty. There's a brotherhood, which you all, you know, you kind of get the sense with Cut and with Rex that the, there is this brotherhood. So, yeah. but I, I think it's, um, I, I think there's the probably first... just a slight difference between yeah. the nuances from the prequels yeah. where they weren't the focus with Clone Wars as an animated series where they did have to come to the fore yeah. and you had to give them some personality, I guess. Yeah, but to quote, uh, to quote, um, short circuit, need more input. Uh, this is the, <laughs> this is the first time we've seen a clone that went along with Order 66 changing sides effectively or going against orders. But I think it makes logical sense because they've spent most of their time as part of this insurrection on this planet and then they're now being told to turn on the people they trusted. And, and I think that's why it makes sense. But I think we'll, I think we'll start to know more. It's just good to know that not every single clone trooper is now a mindless drone. Yeah, exactly. Um, because I think it does put them on the path to 
they aren't worth the trouble. So we could just replace them with something yeah. else. And I think it's part of the motivation for the stormtroopers with Rampart and, and Tarkin is that they want even more compliance. Exactly. Um, and effectively and dead, dead souls in, in, in a, in a white uniform uh-huh. and, and cheaper. And cheaper. Yeah. Uh, always about the do. Memory. It's always about the dosh. Yep. Yep. In classic credits all the way. <laughs> um, it is good that though. Look, so Hauser is a potential now ally going forward. And some of his wider troops are as well. Yeah. Um, I was amazed he wasn't shot, actually. So, yes. So, I, yeah. the centers, I, I am expecting at some point that we will get those, I hate to say it, those wider camps that begin with death and yeah. end with camps. Perhaps. Um, <laughs> Perhaps. But I suppose, you know, we, we do have the, the Bad Batch and Hero's family leaving the planet to come back and help them in future, help Ryloth and, and help them escape. So, um, now they have. Another reason to come back. One of the people that tried to free them is now in, is now held captive, along with loads of other supporters of theirs. So they're making a plan. So I don't know whether it's next week's episode or the, towards the end of the series, but I do feel we're going to be coming back to Ryloth to drive off uh, the Empire from that planet. I agree. Um, speaking of though, they they are going to be busy. Yep. Because for the next couple of episodes, blast point number three. Um, essentially, Crosshair has a new mission. And that mission is the batch. Yeah, he gets his official mission. We talked about this uh, all the way through the season, from the breakup of the Bad Batch and Crosshair, that he would be going after them. But as we've always said, good as, as we were talking about earlier on, good soldiers follow orders. And Crosshair has not had an order to go and blindly follow the Bad Batch and take pick, take them out and, and pick them off. He gets this mission in this episode. This is the first time he's had a mission to specifically go after them. Um he has encountered them before, but he hasn't had the mission to go after them. Now he has that mission for Rampart. So I think that's a big uh, a big moment in the series, right? Definitely. Yeah, I think we had assumed that he would just be chasing them down. And the the various uh, moments like um, at the, 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 the Starship Graveyard, that mm-hmm. this was kind of part of it, but he was doing all the missions as well. But actually... Dare I say it? We jumped the sniper gun a little bit on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is now, I guess he didn't underestimate, um, the bad batch, Absolutely. but ultimately Rampart has. He's felt that they're nothing to worry about, yeah. but now it's really directly affected him. And so he is more than happy to, um, to accept uh, the the request from Crosshair to go after them and to hunt them, but that's the yeah. other interesting thing. It is to hunt them, and um, so, and it may be to bring them back in yeah. for, because Rampart does have um, you know a bit of uh, reluctant admiration um, mm-hmm. for them in what they can do, and mm. who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe their skills coupled with the compliance of Crosshair mm-hmm. could be the basis of Stormtrooper tech. Ultimately, for the Empire, I wonder if they will go down that route. That actually, this 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 team that we you know this brotherhood that we're all getting to know, we all enjoy. Plus, you know the 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 dodgy uncle that kind of no one speaks to, um, because he's a bit aloof and and a bit sort of. Separate from the rest of them in Crosser, that and, and maybe might take their head off from six hundred. Uh, exactly, yeah. maybe you know, maybe the merge, the merging of 
the the skills coupled to the iciness of Crosshair, mm. um, that could be the basis of, of the stormtroopers. I mean, I know they're talking about conscription, but yeah. just additional text so they get their conscripts in, but it's more um, like chip here. And a bit of DNA there or something. Interesting. Interesting. And it's skills on toast. That, that sounds a great Friday night. <laughs> Absolutely. Chip here, a bit of DNA there, and away we go! <laughs> um, Vice Admiral Rampart really should have listened to Crosshair at the beginning of this episode. There's a, there's a real expendables moment there where, where, um, Crosshair reveals that the bats are here and Rampart goes, but I have an entire garrison here. <laughs> and instantly Crosshair responds with, that's not going to be enough. And he was right. Absolutely yeah. right. The, the Bad Batch get to carry out their mission and achieve their mission, even with a massive garrison of uh, of troops there. Dare I say, is there ever enough troops, whether they're clone troopers or stormtroopers when facing off uh, against the uh, Jedi? Um, I guess not. There's never enough troopers. That's why they need to cut their costs, John. <laughs> That's why Rogue One was a revelation yeah. to see a Star Destroyer actually destroy uh, another ship. That's true. That's true. Um, I think that's it overall for the episode. Any any particular notes, guys? No, but I had this amazing thought at the end of this that we don't know the, the future history of the Bad Batch exactly. and where they end up uh, yeah. post-Rebels, post-all mm. of it. I am so curious. I would love. They don't need to do it. And again, like, just it'd be fantastic. Imagine a uh, an old man bad batch episode, like a live action, or we can't really do live action, but an animated old man bad batch, mm-hmm. where they are yeah. older, more grisly, and it's a bit more adult. But oh, that would like like Wolverine. The... Yes, exactly, oh, exactly. Oh, Logan, old man, yeah, like Logan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they have done that with uh, with some of the clown troopers. Um, we did see some of the uh, so Captain Rex, I think, um, we saw uh, in Rebels. So, spoiler alert! So, uh, so we, do, we do see the character that they have had an older version of, of some cool. of the clones that it, that escaped. So uh, that's entirely possible. I don't know where it would happen. And with Tamora Morrison, who played Django Fett, now playing Boba Fett in uh, in the book of uh, book of Boba Fett. Um, I don't know whether he put back on the clone trooper gear or not. <laughs> oh no! Well, I'd yeah, say at this point, know. he'll probably actually. That's probably what the book of Fett is mm-hmm. to a degree. It'll just the be Tamora Morrison is... playing a hundred characters uh, yeah. in the show, well, taking out the old troopers. Or if Jonathan Majors can do it in the MCU. We can get it here in Star Wars. Tomorrow, Morrison could do it in Star Wars. Yes. Um, I had one note for the episode because I think it's, uh, I think it was just quite funny. Um, we were joking early on in the season about, uh, the gonk droid gonky. Um, that's aboard, uh, oh, God, yes. that's aboard their ship and hasn't really done anything. He's basically a walking, uh, dustbin. <laughs> uh, but he does get a little moment of personality in this episode. Um, when he's trying, when he's being fixed by Omega. And, uh, and she's saying, you know, there's, there's something wrong with his, with his power coupling, something wrong with his recharging ability, effectively. We've all had appliances like that. Um, and then Hunter says, oh, no, he's just a defective droid. And the poor little thing, he looks really disappointed <laughs> he, he with himself when he's, called, sad, when he's he? called defective until Omega kind of puts her hand on him and says, don't worry, we're all defective. Is that okay? So we do get a little bit of personality out of, out of Gonki. I only say that because I wasn't expecting any at all. And that's how it always starts. Just a little bit of personality yeah. here. And in five seasons time, you're going to have a statue of Gunky in your, uh, in your living room. And he's the greatest droid ever. Yeah. The, well, and on, on droids, keeping with the theme of droids, and I may 
I didn't get chance to look at it. It only came to me, but, um, you know, the opening sequence where the light flashes over the stormtrooper mm-hmm. and Darth Vader and, and so on. There was Chopper in there. And I don't know whether that's normally the case, whether he for, has just replaced R2D2 for this, oh, okay. um, for this episode. Uh, I'm not R2's entirely always sure. Been in there. Yeah, yeah, there's R2 and C3PO, and mm-hmm. um, there's Darth, there's the Stormtrooper, uh-huh. and Boba um, Fett, there's, there's Boba Fett, Mando. Um, yeah. and I just noticed that when the light went over, there was a chopper because there was the little aerial. Interesting. So answers on the back of the postcards. Uh, well, no, actually, just let us know via feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Fellow troopers, if you have noticed that before. Or we can just go in and, uh, and have a look at Disney Plus. Well, we Plus can. <laughs> well, hold on. We'll they've edited we'll the things in the post before. Yes, they That's have. the thing. So yeah. they may have now just added this updated version across yeah. everything. And it's just like, you know, I guess the opening sequence with Marvel Studios is always like this talking point because they change it up. You know, it's green and gold for Loki. Yeah. Uh, it was black at one stage, you know, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just thought I would mention it because I... Th- Noticed Chopper. Did you see? That. Does it have Chopper's uh, the antenna that come out of his? Uh, out I of his, can't uh, his remember head, whether like, he had his little hands, like when he his, puts them up. T Rex uh, arms, yeah. Like um, when he puts them up when he's being arrested by the uh, yeah. by the troopers. Love it. Love <laughs> so it. cool. So cool. Anyway, you'll you'll get to love him, Chris, uh, when you get on to Rebels. I promise. Yes, <laughs> but before we get there, we must give our opinions on the total of this episode in a whole. So, Derek, what did you think? Of this episode as a whole, episode 12 of the Bad Batch Rescue on Ryloth. Really like this, really like uh, having these kind of two-part episodes. We haven't had that many of them like being very specific in two-part. We kind of have the end of each of the stories and they, and and then have the overarching story for the series. But uh, having this escape from Ryloth with characters we really like, like Hera and uh, and her family, uh, and obviously the wonderful Chopper. Um, yeah, I think it's great to have that in the middle of the series and it gives a, a it gives a kind of a wider uh, context for for um, the Bad Batch having seeing a clone trooper turning on uh, on his master effectively uh, that's a, that's a new one and uh, hopefully we'll see the ramifications of that coming down the line and then crosshair getting his actual mission to go after the bad batch i think is uh, all really important things for the series uh, happening in this episode so really good one overall i think how about yourself john what do you think of the episode yeah i i, I loved this episode um i thought it really was a fitting sort of Double header with the, the, the previous episode. You know, I think it was a fitting two story arc, which again is just about, it's, it's integrating, um, this universe, this, or this galaxy together. Uh, and yep. I give it four and a half, um, 4.5 bro forces out of five. <laughs> um, I, I, I think actually the Star Wars universe and the integration of it is really, really important. You see, you know, we, we know this from, Marvels, uh, especially, but also, you know, even with DC and, um, you, you've just got that. It's so iconically standalone with episodes mm. four, five and six and, and the prequels kind of, you know, I guess, yes, led up to it, but never feel it felt knitted. And I think with the TV shows, with the Mandalorian, with the animation from Clone Wars, Rebels, um, and even between the anime, it's just knitting it really nicely together. I mean, I've really enjoyed seeing Hera. You know, you know what she's like from 
uh, this competent pilot, uh, really skilled, um, in, in rebels. Yeah. And you see, you see her learning. You see her unsure. She's scared. Um, you, you see that this can be one of the experiences that make her into what you see in rebels. And it's really great. It's fantastic having Chopper there. Uh, I love the dynamic with Amiga, um, and, and the family of, um, the Bad Batch, uh, with, you know, the rescue of the, of Hera, Hera's family yep. and effectively her telling Hunter to kind of step up really. And um, the action was great. I thought it was actually, it felt really epic. Yeah. Um, that attack on yeah. the refinery. Um, I love that Crosshair now has been given this, uh, chance to, you know, hunt them down mm-hmm. um and yeah i think again we we've said this it's been interesting seeing this uh, expanse um of the empire as they've moved it from being the republic uh, and seeing now the you know i guess how central rampart is here yeah. um as a new dimension He's uh, the Tarkin of the show. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also now the descent creeping in, uh, certainly on previously friendly planets to the Republic, the descent creeping in with the troopers and the, the command structures mm-hmm. within the troopers is really interesting. And I guess this will also be the, you know, part of the reason why we get stormtroopers as well, possibly. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really love this. Um, and uh, yeah, four and a half bro forces out of five uh, for me. Christoph, old chap, what did you think? I loved it. I, I can't add much more to what you guys are talking about. Um, this is why I'm enjoying this, and I've talked about it more and more throughout, especially when we got to the mid-season arc. This essentially, yeah, this knitting, this expansion of the Star Wars lore, um, because we did lose quite a lot when Legends was. When Legends became, when the EU became Legends and is no longer directly actual stories, like they're, they're what is canon versus not canon, and getting this background, which two elements of the story that I never thought I'd care about, like the, the, the bureaucracy and creation of a fascist system, um, like, just these interesting elements. I am expecting, I'm hoping at some point in the future, and because I think this is a show that can do it, we do get two stormtroopers going, are we the bad guys? <laughs> like, very much like that, 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 uh, UK sketch show. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm enjoying it more and more. And as I said during this podcast, it has piqued my interest enough that I'm like, okay, do you know what? I'm going to check out Rebels. Probably after this, when mm-hmm. we're waiting for season two, um, just to kind of give us that a bit more, give me that something to watch in the background to kind of feed this soon to be insatiable hunger for this Star Wars animated universe. That is how it begins, Chris. That's how it exactly. begins. And now you've got, uh, what, 11 seasons of, uh, of animated Star Wars to watch now. I have. I plus, have uh, all of it. Plus all the Ewok shows and droids shows from the 80s. and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they were great, the weren't an- they? The animated show that was in the, in the um, Star Wars Christmas special with uh, Chewbacca and his family. Um, yep, Christmas on Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Yeah. But, gentlemen, do you know what's not over there? The feedback. Because that's on here on this episode. And that's coming to you right now. We have some feedback from over on the Facebook 
First up, we have some from Alec Baelish, who said, I love the direction they're going, showing all these backstories. They set this up for a fun showdown with Crosshair. I especially love how Omega has become so much better to watch now that she is part of the team. She's not some sort of kid. She's using her knowledge that her brothers have not seen before. I'm glad to say her development has become fun to watch and is so much better than my previous feedback on her. Thank you so much, Alex. And yeah, I, I'm there with you. I think yep, I've definitely. actively even said I, I've retracted some of my statements on Omega, uh, through, as we have, as we have grown with this episode and yeah. grown with this season. Um, she is kind of much growing into herself, becoming a rightful member of the Bad Batch. Absolutely. The wonderful character growth that's, uh, that they're so well known for on these, uh, animated shows. Excellent stuff, Alex. Yeah. Also over on Facebook, Dr. Bob Phillips says, I've enjoyed watching that heartwarming tale of two teenager soldiers stealing battlecraft, destroying refineries, and causing untold climate damage while distracting most of the baddies from the rescue. I am hoping we see more of Blue Flash Clone Trooper. Or is he part of Rebels already and this is just backstory? Good episode for the uninitiated. Wonder if it has deeper resonance to those with more knowledge. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Um, the, the Captain Hauser, who's in this episode, I don't think we've specifically seen him again in the future. I don't think the character existed in, in anything previous or in the future, but I think the concept of him, someone that is questioning, uh, his loyalty to the, to the Empire who expect him to, uh, follow orders like all good soldiers. Then that's what this episode is really about more than a specific, um, path for him to go on the only person that we know uh, right now really is Hera and uh, and Chopper from this episode but I'm glad you're enjoying the episode uh, even with all the untold climate damage that they're doing uh, in a galaxy far far away <laughs> <laughs> yep thanks so much Bob uh, and Alex um, Samuel Cox says it's so interesting to me to see Hauser again directly disobeying Order 66 and still having compassion to the people that they once protected and fought alongside. I hope they explain this is due to something, maybe a defective chip like the Bad Batch, or maybe just over time the chip will wear off, leading into why conscripted soldiers completely replace perfectly made trained soldiers. With him being able to convince his fellow soldiers to also not follow orders blindly, I think the season finale may be some sort of clone uprising. Mm. It would be a spectacle. That would be so cool. Also, it's mentioned now that the senator was not murdered. Crosshair is that good of a shot. He didn't kill him with a bullet laser to the temple. There you go. I loved (laughs) seeing the Batch use some real military tactics this episode and also how well they worked with Hera and Chopper, maybe where her love for travelling in a group came from. Mm. We also see her piloting skills develop as she rides the feeling this episode. Mm. With Crosshair being authorised to hunt down his brothers, how do you see their inevitable confrontation playing out? Could we see his chip removed as he rejoins the batch, or maybe it's removed and he still attempts to kill them? Maybe he succeeds in killing one member. I think he's going to be the main problem for the Batch this season with a bigger bad, maybe even Vader teased to be on the way. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Samuel. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Samuel. I, I think this is the really interesting thing about, you know, what's happening to the chip because it, it can obviously be sort of reinvigorated or enhanced because we see that being done to cross her, but exactly. equally, um, if they can boost it up, maybe it, it loses that power, that, that ability, or it is just degrading, um, over time. Um, but, but I think as well, you know, discussing it on the podcast, it, it, it's the idea that even with those chips in earlier on, until there was that order, that prompt, then, 
they would question in 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 Clone Wars uh, the you know the ideas or at least the direction of the Jedi mm-hmm. as well. So I think there's certainly um, that element around the clones. I think the idea that there is a clone uprising. I think you can really sense that some of them would join the sort of nascent rebellion. Um, you know, there is this feeling of war coming. Um, and wouldn't that be such a booster to uh, to rebel forces if you're able to add a bunch of former um, clone troopers Absolutely. to your army? Yeah. It would be like, it would be like, uh, you know, winning in Vegas, I yeah. guess, for like One day suddenly we have 10,000 extra troops who've turned down the clone. <laughs> and um, I definitely agree, you know, this sort of, build now to cross her and um, going after his former team his brothers um, and I, I i'm wondering whether you know ultimately if there's second third season potentially that cross her being where he is with the empire maybe rampart's right hand man uh, that that would actually persist over the over into the next season at least and yeah. the the whole thing of um, maybe them removing his chip uh, would be something further down the line uh, in, in the next season but yeah. equally I guess it could be around this time I yeah. definitely think there's going to be an injury and uh, I think definitely it's getting worse um, yeah. between them you know that he's Try to kill them. They certainly, in trying to escape from the ship uh, graveyard, mm. almost killed him. And I think, I think one of the members, something will happen. But I don't think they will kill one off. I, I say that thinking, okay, they're going to kill one off yeah. now. Cut to next. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> hoping the tech doesn't make it out of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Which I was, I'm wondering how that happened. But I'm hoping um, that they do. I think it could be more that they get recaptured, possibly. Potentially, yep. Yeah. No, there's definitely something uh, big coming down the line, but uh, we just don't know what it is. I wonder if we will see Vader in this show. Like, really, Vader's just been created as of this moment. Uh, in fact, he may still be being created by uh, Palpatine at the moment, because I'm sure that took a little bit of time, uh, and this show took place directly at the point of Order 66, so, uh, so Vader could only just be being made. I feel like because that Skywalker saga is the big saga that they've dealt with in all the movies and, and most of the stuff, I feel like they're avoiding that with all of these shows. Uh, now all the new shows with, with stuff like Mandalorian, of course, and all of those, uh, Book of Boba Fett and all those shows, I don't think they want to go back to a Skywalker story, so if we see Vader, it's probably going to be for an episode uh, in the future uh, at some point. It'll just be it'll be his first introduction, really, post Revenge of the Sith, right? I think we'll get a Rogue One like cameo. Mm. Yeah, call it that. Because again, we saw him in Rebels, but this obviously taking place before Rebels, as we know. So yeah, uh, so this could be the first another first introduction of the character. Uh, thanks so much for your feedback, Samuel, and thanks everybody else for your feedback. If you want to get in contact with us, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. We love hearing your thoughts about these episodes of Bad Batch. Since Loki's finished, um, we'd love to hear any thoughts you have about Loki the series, we will be recording our wrap-up of Loki next week on the 21st of July. So if you want to send us any thoughts about that show, if you've been watching it, email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. And you can also enter our pub quiz uh, for Loki. If you watch every episode, we have a question about each one. Pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com. You'll see all of the questions up there and you can enter to, enter to win some Loki Funko Pops. 
Yes, but don't forget to head on over also to tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to each and every episode of every show that we do because we're going to be picking up potentially quite soon. Well, I say quite soon. In a month's time Mm. with... Marvel Universe's What If. I love that picking up is what you went for with that, that, Chris. We're doing two episodes a week at the moment. It's not picking up just more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to pick up even more. We will continue at our current pace, probably. Yes. But you can also head on over to patreon.com slash TV podcast industry if you want to support what we do or head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI to support us there. We'll be back next weekend with our chat about Star Wars The Bat Batch episode 13, Infested, which airs on Disney Plus on Friday, July 23rd. Uh-oh, headlights are infecting the, uh, <laughs> the Bad yeah. Batch's ship next week. There's a crossover with the uh, Alien universe. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I'd pay to see that. That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time. Yes, thank you so much. Speak to you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much, fellow troopers, for joining us. It's great, as always, uh, discussing the Bad Batch with you. And remember, keep watching, keep listening, and Keep trooping. Dan Chun. Dan Hut. Hut. Bye. <laughs>